Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age. He also writes for Bring Me the News and Zone Coverage. Before we start today's show, make sure to like this video and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. And if you already have done that, we appreciate you for doing that also we are also giving away a uh a justin jefferson jersey once again so uh head to the uh, description for the link and how to enter that uh you know that's uh pretty exciting get a free justin jefferson jersey so so go check out the description of this video to uh find out more about that enter that contest and also make sure to follow the viking age on twitter and facebook all right chris before we get started today we're going to talk about this shortly, but the Vikings recently recently traded for wide receiver Jalen Rager, who was drafted in the first round in 2020. Um, so my question to you to start this off, Chris, is who was the last receiver that the Vikings traded for? Just the last receiver that the Vikings made a trade for before Jalen Rager. Like overall? Yeah, the most recent. So so this does not include just because technically the Vikings traded for Justin Jefferson because Stefan Diggs trained, right? Oh. So they used that pick. No, I mean like he's already in the league. So let's, okay. uh, let's do that. Okay. I, I just yeah. wanted to make sure this wasn't no, so yeah. um It happened within it happened within oh. the, in the last Rick Spielman did it, so it happened recently. Not recently, but Josh Doxson. Nope, I believe. Oh, that was, was a signing. That was yeah. a signing. Yeah. Was it? Uh, let me take another guess. Was okay. it Randy Moss? Um, he was, I believe, the second most recent. Okay, second most recent. <laughs> Three strikes and you're out. So I gotta think of another receiver here. Speedy guy. <sighs> Aldrich Same. Robinson. No. Uh, it was Mike Wallace in 2015. Wow, that was a trade. Uh huh. I traded with the Dolphins. That's um, right. So they got him, and uh, he did nothing. So that was good. Um, but then, you, if you if you told me Mike Wallace even played for the Vikings, I would have been like, right? hey, I, no, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> wow. Did they, did they trade him away, or did they release him? 
2015. Um, they just straight up released him. Yeah. Yeah, same year when Diggs got there. And Diggs was like, yeah, I'm better than you, so I'm just going (laughs) to catch more passes. Who's this Thielen um, guy too? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you already said the the next one I was going to ask you if you got this one, which was the last time the Vikings traded for a first round receiver, which was Randy Moss in 2010, mm-hmm. which of course they drafted in the first round, but they acquired him from the Patriots in 2010, and uh, that didn't work out either. So hopefully, three times a charm for for the Vikings in terms of wide receiver trades. They've traded receivers away, of course, you know, sending Stefan Diggs to the Bills, Percy Harvin to the Seahawks. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Mike Wallace. Haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, all right. So yeah, the Vikings traded for Jalen Rager on Wednesday uh, following their 53-man roster construction. They traded a 2023 seventh-round draft pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick that would downgrade to a fifth round pick if st- if certain statistical marks are not met and they sent this to the eagles for third year wide receiver and former 2020 first round pick jalen rager who was selected one pick before justin jefferson um chris just your initial reaction to the news that the vikings have traded for jalen rager well, my initial reaction to the deal was the Vikings are looking for a punt returner because yeah. Amir Smith-Marset was a little bit shaky there. Uh, the Vikings were trying to say the right things about his development as a punt returner. Didn't really pan out. So I thought it was a good way to bring in Jalen Rieger, let Smith-Marset develop as a receiver, and see what happens from there. And that is not what happened because no. the Vikings went ahead and released Amir Smith-Marset, which I was surprised by. Um, I thought he looked yeah. good in the last preseason game, but the fact that he was even playing in that game should have maybe mm-hmm. been a, been Good a hint play. in hindsight, but um, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I, I don't think Rieger was that great of a punt returner. He had a punt return touchdown against the Packers, but um, what does Kevin O'Connell want to do with him? Because when you give up yeah. a seventh and a conditional fourth to get him, uh, is it, do you have a plan in place? Like as a fourth wide receiver, I, He's a freak athlete. Like, that's the good yeah. thing about him. And I think he's more of an athlete than he is a football player because mm-hmm. you have the Big 12 where everything's perfectly blocked on screens and people mm-hmm. go 80 yards to the house all the time. But I, I think that Kevin O'Connell, being that creative mind that he is, does he have a plan in case something happens? And the other thing is, too, like if somebody in the top three goes down, Smith or excuse me, Jefferson. Uh, Thielen and KJ Osborne. If one of them go down, you have Jalen Rieger who has some experience, not good experience, but something. So, which Jalen do you go with? Which Jalen do you go with? Naylor? Oh, Jalen Naylor or Jalen Rieger? <laughs> I don't know. Now you have two Jalen. Like, what? It, yeah. It's like when, uh, like my current morning job, there's three people with the name of Chris. Yeah. It's like somebody will say Chris and like three people will turn around or like yeah. Chris did it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Great, great. Fun. Um, yeah, Rager, he's uh, been uh, underwhelming, needless to say, uh, in his two years in the NFL. He has less than, I believe, 65 catches total in his two seasons. Um, he's never gotten more than 400 receiving yards in a season. He's got three total touchdowns. Um, you mentioned the punt returns. He only had four returns in 2020. Had 31 punt returns last year in 2021. 
Uh, average 7.3 yards per return. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, his most most yards in a game, receiving yards, 57 of his career. Most catches in a game, six. But yeah, he's a freak athlete. He's got 447 speed, 42 inch vertical, which I think ranks in like the 98th or 97th percentile among all receivers who've been tested pre-draft. Uh, but here's something that stood out to me. You go to you go to mock draftable sometimes to see who his athletic traits compare to. Two former receivers. Uh, on this guy were on his mock draftable comparisons, former Vikings wide receivers, Jerome Simpson and Charles Johnson. Homegrown Jerome, man. I loved Charles <laughs> Johnson, by the way. Like, yeah. I, I think all the Viking fans fell into the trap because, well, A, he was going up against Mike Wallace. I remember that. Yeah. And people yeah. were like, yeah, he looks a lot better. Well, everybody did. Like, there's this practice squad guy from Mankato named yep. Adam Thielen that looked better than Mike Wallace. So yeah, the, thing about, was awesome. the thing about these two guys, which seems to be similar for Rager is they can, bur- they can burn you. They can blow past you and they can jump, you know, over you, but they're not going to create separation on their own. They're not going to be able to get open on their own like they gotta it's gotta be a busted coverage or like i envision jalen rager in the someone you mentioned earlier as well the aldrick robinson role that he had in in 2018 which worked out pretty well because he had like five or six touchdown catches um but i could see him just coming in you're like teams are like okay rager's in he's just going down the field uh whether as a decoy or whether to get the ball and uh, I think that's going to be his role and and punt returner. Um, but I was just thinking this today because Amir Smith Marset, he he's picked up by the Bears today after he was waived. Everyone's afraid now because he's with the Bears and you know he's the second receiver. Armin Watts too immediately. Yeah, he's the number two receiver. Um, but a lot of people freaked out like when Amir Smith Marset was released. Like he was a fifth round pick. He had what five catches last year. He had a pretty good preseason against a lot of backups, but a lot of people were like, you know, what are the Vikings doing? But like, like just, just point blank, who, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Jalen Rager who has all these great athletic traits and was a former first round pick? Or would you want Amir Smith Marset, who was a fifth round pick, a nice player, like his ceiling, definitely not as high as, as Rager's I feel like, but you know, what, do you think the Vikings made the right choice in picking, I guess, Rager over Smith Marset? I think Viking fans got attached to Amir Smart, excuse me, Amir Smith Marset, uh, just because of well that Week 18 game, right? Everybody yeah. saw that, and the, you know it was the stuff the players were saying too. Like they're just like, we're not surprised that Amir was doing this because yeah. he's been making plays like this in practice, and that kind of shed a bad light on Mike Zimmer, although he already kind of had that to begin with. But I, I think that, you know, he's at softball games during the off season, you know, when he got hurt, it was kind of a big deal. Like yep. people love young players with upside, but let, let's remember that Jalen Rieger was a absolute star at TCU. And I'm not right. saying this as in, he's going to go for a thousand yards and eight touchdowns and right. resurrect his career. Like, between the two prospects, if you put them blind next to each other, I would have taken Jalen Rager. So, I, I, mean, I mean, shoot, the Eagles did. 
they took him in the first round. So, I I mean, I think that people kind of overreact to things. And, and Uh like, it's kind of like, I had to realize. Overreact? Yeah. I I had to realize this when I was playing Madden, like, as a kid. Like, I was just like, no, I can't get rid of Vasante Shanko. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And, like, you know. So, I don't know. They they may be getting cute here. And, like, if Amir Smith-Marset is that number two receiver and he just goes nuts in Chicago. But, I mean, how Minnesota sports fans are scarred by letting David Ortiz go. Like, for those of you who aren't baseball fans. Randy Moss, too, you could say. Yeah, well, yeah, but they traded him. That was like, well, yeah, yeah, they were both voluntary. Both went to Boston, too, when you think about it. But uh, for those of you who aren't Twins fans, like David Ortiz came up with the Minnesota Twins. He had a lot of power, a lot of potential, obviously. And then the Twins decided to keep Matt LaCroix uh, and have him be their DH because they didn't want to pay David Ortiz. So Ortiz went to Boston and became Big Poppy and one of the be- best hitters ever. So, and, and Randy Moss, to your point too, you know, you trade him to Oakland, he goes to New England and he balls out. But I mean, Kevin Garnett, can you put him in there too? Or is it too late? Too late in his career? Maybe. I mean, they won a title with them, right? Right. So if you put a team around him, which Kevin McHale couldn't, try. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, uh, you mentioned, well, we mentioned that he was selected one pick before Justin Jefferson and, you know, just in this construction of this 53-man roster, the the Vikings' new regime has basically been like, just let's just get all these guys out here because they are not good and we we didn't draft them, so we don't care how they feel. So would you look at this like, like a deep dive, like, this Rager trade is like a passive aggressive dig at the at the previous regime since they they literally laughed at the Eagles for for drafting Rager in 2020 and now this regime is like we're gonna we're gonna take this guy that you guys laughed at and we're gonna turn him into a productive piece of our offense. Well, we hit all the other three major Minnesota sports, so I might as well get the wild in here because. <laughs> Like Bill Garrett said, there's no room for petty bullshit. If the Vikings are doing things just to take digs at the old regime, like fire them now. Like I want you to make decisions based on what you think is best for the 2022 Vikings or even like a couple years down the road, like competitive rebuild. Right. Although sure as hell doesn't seem like they're rebuilding if they're trading picks in like 2025 and 2024. Um, Yeah, it, it just. I, I don't think it was at all. Like, again, if they're making moves like that, they shouldn't be in this position. So <laughs> we'll your, never know if that's the case. Like, they're what not are just, tell us. yeah. What are just your expectations for Rager? Cause a lot of the stuff I've heard that I've been reading or listening to is that he kind of, uh, was a victim, I guess, of like the Philadelphia sports scene, like the media and the fans. They're, they're pretty ruthless out there. And people are saying, you know, going to Minnesota, not as much pressure. Obviously, he's not, he's not going to be a, a number one or a number two receiver. He can be the fourth guy. Um, do you think that he can kind of maybe resurrect his career with the Vikings like, like a certain similar Eagle did uh, in the early 90s? Uh, and, and he, Are you he, comparing Dylan <laughs> Rager to Chris <laughs> Carter? No, no, no. Situation. Situation. Get some help. Just situations. And I'm not comparing the players. Um, but, you know, Chris Carter was kind of down and out, and the Vikings picked him up, took a chance on him, and he turned into a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying Rager's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, like, 
the change the change of scenery sometimes is good for guys and and it could be the case for for Rager here. So what just what are your expectations for him? So KJ Osborne's the number three receiver. Last year he had about mm-hmm. what 600, 700 yards and yep. seven touchdowns. So yep. he uh Rager's gonna be a spot below that. Yep. I don't know. Give me 400 yards and a handful of touchdowns. Don't fumble any punts. Like yeah. my expectations are low. Like, why would they be high? This is a depth move. It's not mm-hmm. a move to try and find the guy to replace Adam Thielen or uh, replace Osborne's role in two years. This is just BC Johnson got hurt. He was a solid, reliable number four receiver. And now you have another guy that has starting experience in that role. So, oh, wow. I mean, do you think this, do you think this happens if BC doesn't get hurt? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they just the punt return. The punt return thing is something, though. It is like it is. It, it is. So, like, do they try and make this deal to like get him to return punts? I I don't know. Yeah. But I I think that BC Johnson's injury definitely had a ripple effect on what the Vikings did at receiver. Jalen yeah. N- Jalen Naylor is not making the team if BC doesn't get hurt. Right. Right. No. Or do true. they cut? Do they cut Smith Marset? Yeah. Now see? now that's a that now that's a question. Yeah. We'll never know. Um, just look at us. Look at us Vikings fans. Always trying to think of scenarios that we're never going to find out the answer to. It's what Next we week, are. I'm going to have the Pepe Silvia web, uh, right behind me with all <laughs> the red things. Like, hey, you know, BC got hurt and like everything. And then we trade Kirk Cousins for like three first round picks. And then we go get one in the draft. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there is no Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins mm. actually doesn't exist. He's a figment of your imagination. You know, for the first time in a while, I don't think I have anything about Kirk Cousins on our, our sheet to talk about. So, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how I you picked it up. I picked up the slack for you. <laughs> All right, so the Vikings, they did set their, their final 53. It's changed a little bit, I think, a little at least a little bit since they first, uh, at least the practice squad has. They, they signed David Blau today, Hard Knocks uh, fame, David Blau to the practice squad. So but I think it's a decent pickup. Like Nick Mullins and David Blau over Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion, every day, a thousand percent, both of those those guys. Like not even not even a question in my mind to take those guys over what they had. Uh, but they set their final 53. We mentioned as Amir Smith-Marset. He was one of seven of the 11 selections from the Vikings 2021 draft class that the Vikings waived this year. Um, so they were they looked at that draft class and they were like, nah, no, nope, 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 no thanks. That ain't uh, it, fam. Nah, no, nope. That's, <laughs> this is not good. Um, uh, they did make, I believe, probably the most surprising move was probably parting ways with Armin Watts because I think a lot of people just assumed he was going to be a starter uh, right. for the Vikings this year and they, they moved on from him. They also acquired defensive lineman Ross Blacklock in a trade with the Texans and they traded Jesse Davis to the Steelers for a 2025 seventh rounder. Uh, that's in three years. Um, Rick so. Steelman approves. <laughs> um. Aside from the Armin Watts decision, you know, which, which were there any roster moves that you were surprised by the most? Maybe 
Uh, I was surprised that neither Kellen Mond or Sean Mannion made the team. Yeah. It shouldn't have been a surprise after they traded for Nick Mullins, but I assume they were going to keep one or the other. Uh, Darren Wilson actually in his scoops today said that Kirk made a compelling case to keep Sean Mannion on the 53 man roster. And like, they're just, and they're just like, no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Kevin O'Connell's like, he is me. I am him. Like, <laughs> For the same people. Finkel is Einhorn, yeah, Kirk. Yeah. Finkel yeah. is Einhorn. Like, um, of course he did. Of course he did that. Like, yeah. So, so I mean, they're like, hey, we'll try and get him on the practice squad. And, you know, Sean Manning, to his credit, probably looked at this situation. He's like, I'm probably not getting on the 53. A practice squad guy makes one-tenth of what I would have made uh, had I made the team. So he went to Seattle, and he's on their practice squad. And yeah. If Geno Smith and uh, Drew Locke suck, he can embarrass himself on national TV yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> but get paid a lot of money to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he went to so school yeah. in Oregon, Oregon State. So he's yep. used to the Pacific Northwest up there. So it's not too surprised. And he was with Seattle before last season. He spent camp with them last year. So they're familiar with with him. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I was surprised, but. I don't think I am like because maybe because I didn't know what to expect from this this new regime. I know they didn't make a lot of big changes in in the off season before these cuts, but you know, Quasi Dovamets has consistently talked about a competitive rebuild, and you know that doesn't mean parting ways with some of your best players. You can you can rebuild your roster by getting rid of some of the depth guys that you don't think are good enough, and that's not going to have as big of an impact on your roster right now. Um, that it would that it might in the future and so you use that this time to get rid of those guys get guys that you want in there and build for the future so you know i i wasn't too surprised i was i think i was surprised that they actually did move on from sean Mannion and that they actually did move on from dan chisena and they did move on from chaz surratt like i was like look i was like thinking they were going to just do what the previous regime did and be like well these guys were third round pick uh you know he's a special teams god um we gotta keep him but no they were like no they, they don't fit what we want to do so we're gonna move on from them and i applaud them for that spring is in the air at littleton coin company and we want to help you brighten your collection visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15 percent off your purchase with a wide selection of coins paper money supplies and more Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's see. Were there any moves that you wouldn't have made? I I mean, there's nothing that they did where I'm just like, why did you do that? Nothing (laughs) made me super upset. Like Armin Watts got cut and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, and then they trade. I'm willing to trust this regime. Mm -hmm. I, I, we, none of us know what they want. None of us know kind of anything that they're looking for. I mean, I'm willing to trust them and get guys that they feel can help this team. So if they feel Ross Blacklock is better than Armin Watts, I'm willing yep. to see it play out. I mean, I'm not going to get upset at anything they do. And, and like I said, you know, they needed to change things. Like the, these are minor changes. Like it's not trading Kirk Cousins or getting rid of Adam Thielen or anything like that. But I mean, it, it, they needed to do something coming into this season. And again, a lot of these backup players for the Vikings weren't that good. Mike Zimmer even admitted they weren't that good. Like he said last uh, this time last year, he's like, I only trust half the team. It's like, what? Like, seriously? And you know what? We're going to, we might say this a lot. Mike Zimmer was right about that. <laughs> so, um, do we owe him an apology? Well, not, not me or, or not you. I, I think both of us are like, he's probably right. Um, cause we, I think both of us think he's a good coach, but like, yeah, yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like he knew what he was talking about. If they win, if they only win like six or seven games or even like <laughs> eight, then yeah, apologize to Mike Zimmer. Yeah, they won't. But I, I mean, this is this is the group. Like like I said, this is like when you know, let's say your parents left you and a sibling in a basement with like a Mountain Dew and like some permanent markers, like oh, start stashed away, and they leave and they come back down and like you know, little brothers got like a mustache painted on their face, <laughs> and like there's like walls. You're writing your name on the walls, and they go, "Hey, who did this?" And you go, "Him. He did it." <laughs> like he totally did. He totally drew the mustache on his own yep. face. Yep. Like yep. that's, that's what that was because the Wolves are absentee owners for the most part until it comes time to extend Kirk cousins. So mm-hmm. they went to Orlando, they were at, or New Jersey to manage their real estate. And they came back and went, what is going on here? But boy, so, did, did Zimmer have the receipts? Cause he was like, you're going to fire me, but you're not going to fire Spielman. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's just got a big shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me one second. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah. And he's like, "Oh well, I guess we're gonna fire both of you." Um, oh, I know something, Rick and yeah. I haven't talked in months. Yeah. Um. So, so, so they got rid of these these seven seven players from the draft class. So, was this was this twenty twenty one draft class just really as bad as? the current regime is making it out to be, or was is it just not a good fit for this, what they want to do? 
I wrote about this a little bit at zone coverage. I, I wrote about the Spielman four and all that stuff, but I kind of went deeper because you mentioned this on Twitter and I kind of ran with it. Like a lot of people think Mike Zimmer is bad at developing young players, no. but the reality is he very rarely was wrong on a young player. Yeah. Like look, look back when he got there, like you had Harrison Smith, you had Xavier Rhodes, Mike Zimmer developed both of them. He signed Linville Joseph. Mike Zimmer developed him. He drafted Anthony Barr. Mike Zimmer developed him. Uh, I mean, yeah, Eric Kendricks. Like, shoot, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. Like, how much that 2017 team was comprised of homegrown talent that was cultivated by Mike Zimmer's staff. So I I know it didn't end as well towards the end. Yeah, but Mike Hughes and J. Ron Curse, who was a seventh round pick, and Trey Waynes. Who again, went on to get a good. $70 million contract? Yeah. Are they good? Like, no. So put in Drew Samia. How did Drew Samia do? Put in Wyatt Davis. Well, Wyatt Davis didn't even make it on the practice squad. Yeah. Like, half of these guys, Rick kind of read his own receipts, got a little high on himself, traded down from 14, and just swung and missed three yeah. times in the fourth round. And like, like Zach Davidson. It's like, man, he's really, really fast. And he used to be a punter in college. <laughs> Great. Why didn't the Vikings try that out? Like yeah. I, I, I would have just at least wanted to see it. Although he's probably not as jacked as Ryan Wright is, but no, is Ryan yeah. Wright jacked or is he more Janikowski than, uh, or is he thick Jack? with yeah. two C's? <laughs> uh, you didn't even mention Everson Griffin. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have the career that he Daniel has without, without Mike Zimmer. Yeah, like the whole 2015 draft class was cultivated by Mike Zimmer. Yeah. And then people but, are just like, yeah, but what about Mackenzie Alexander? Oh, you mean like the slot corner that was only supposed to be a slot corner? An uh, attitude issue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, Mike, you can blame Mike Zimmer for a lot of stuff, but don't say that he doesn't develop young players because he said what he said about Kellen Mond. Which Kevin O'Connell basically said today, but in a nicer way. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I see him every uh, day. Is there anyone that you're just, just like I mentioned, Sean Mannion and Dan Chisena, where you saw the notification, like so-and-so is getting waived that you saw, and you're like, oh, finally, thank God. Like, not that you want people to lose their job, but you were like, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you. I mean, Sean Mannion was number one at the top of my <laughs> list. I, I thought they were going to find a way to, and Kirk tried. Kirk apparently <laughs> tried, but um, I I want to know what Sean Mannion does in those meetings, man. Like, just does does he have like the Tory Hunter another Twins reference? Tory Hunter dance machine in the fog, you know? Just I don't know, man. Must be really good at like great making, cookies, making snacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's cold Coors Light. You want some flaming hot Cheetos? I got them right here for you, Kirk. Kirk doesn't oh, seem man. like he's a flame. Those might be too hot for Kirk. Yeah, like, I think Doritos are probably spicy for Kirk. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not... Nacho that, cheese Doritos, not yeah, even the yeah. spicy ones. Like, no, just regular. They burned my tongue. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised, though, that, that that it's even possible that Kirk tried to bang the table for, for Sean Manning. It's like... I want to see Kirk like bang the door table for anyone. Just like, all right, here's the whiteboard right here. You can't let him go. What? Sean Mannion. He definitely does. Like in his arguments, probably he definitely like he'll make an argument 
and then they'll they'll be like, uh, yeah, but we're probably not gonna do that. And they'll be like, hmm, fine, that's your decision. He probably came in with a four hundred page binder, just like <laughs> this is why we need to keep Sean Manny and KOT <laughs> was like, You're like that's your decision, uh, guys. We'll we'll see if it works out. We'll see, we'll see. Oh man, Kirk Cousins and Sean Mannion just two peas in a pod. Um, now that the Vikings roster is set, they have their their fifty three guy fifty three guys. They have their practice squad. Um, really, no one got injured because they didn't play anyone the preseason, which is great. So, um, anyone? I was watching Hard Knocks last night, and like the Lions starters played like the first half or whatever. Not Goff, but most of them, a lot of them did. I was just like. Why? Why are you doing this? Like Dan you guys, Campbell, man. Yeah. Well, Dan Talica. He's good. He's good. I, I'm I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of his now. I I will not be sad if they're they're better this year. I'm not going to root for them against the Vikings, but I think they're going to be they're going to play hard at the you know very least. They're going to play. You know hard. what's cool about Dan Campbell? He just seems genuine. Like he, yeah. they were asking him about. It. He's like, I hope people think I'm an idiot. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, he. Again, he comes off like Homer Simpson running the power plant. Like that's what Dan Campbell comes across as. But I mean, but he's, he's got he's he's got good ideas. Like he's he was got trained. All... He was trained by Parcells yeah. and Sean Payton. Payton. Like yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's not like he was just gifted the job. But no, and he was with the Cowboys too yeah. back in the day. Um, and yeah, he just he's got a lot of player coaches, which I think is something like that is unique to his team and players seem to like that too, because they can relate more. And then he had that practice, you know, in training camp where he had the players running. I think that's a great way for, for players to just learn and, and either figure out if they're a leader too and take charge and just, it's a unique, he's got a lot of unique ideas that I think people just disregard. So like, Oh, he's a meathead he talks about like biting knees and like beating people with like two fingers Football. But like, but he's got a lot of a lot of good ideas. Will they work? We don't know. We'll find out. Um, but looking at the Vikings roster now, it's set. How many teams in the NFC do you think are definitively better than the Vikings heading into Week One? Okay, NFC teams. Um, I wouldn't say the Packers. I don't know. Really? If I'm chugging, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'm chugging purple Kool-Aid or not, but I feel like they have just as many question marks. Who's their number one receiver? Is it Alan Lazard? Is it Sammy Romeo Dobbs? Six game Sammy? <laughs> Who, who's their number one receiver Aaron after Jones? Sammy Watkins gets hurt? Aaron Jones? Yeah, could could very well be. Um, let's see. NFC East. Eagles? Philly? Philly? I think they're going to be good. I think maybe I think Philly will be good. Um, the Bucks, I would put the Bucks ahead of them. I don't know yeah. what's going on with Tom Brady, but um, let's lots see. Of sh- lot, lot of shit. Okay. Lot, <laughs> lot of lot of shit of sh- going on. Forty five, man. Forty five. Um, I'd say the Forty ers are better than the Vikings. I would say with the Trey Rams. Are better than like yeah the 49ers aren't even sure if like Trey Lance is good but Trey Lance or Jimmy G because oh man what do I you just, think of that is that a, is that a red flag that they were I like, wonder we're if gonna make Trey, Jimmy G the highest wonder if Trey backup. just came in with that haircut and they're like yeah we can't do this man <laughs> that thing is, that thing is bad that's not even like Muppets bad it's like what is going on there but so um we got the Eagles you said yeah yeah. I would Bucks, say so. Niners. The Bucks. 
Niners, Rams. Okay. Four. Um. God, Car Cardinals. Maybe. Yeah. They don't. Have I feel like help. they're a walking dumpster fire. They though. don't like they. they don't have, yeah. They at don't have some point, Hopkins for the first six games. And at some point, the powder keg is just going to explode between Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler's got the contract. So, well, they just re- they just resigned, they just extended their Kingsbury and, and their GM for like four years. So that doesn't stop. I mean, the Vikings. No, they can fire him. Yeah. yeah, but their contracts are guaranteed. Like the money's guaranteed for coaches and, and GMs. So right, call yeah, of duty for everyone. <laughs> so we got four, five Cardinals. Iffy. Yeah, I, you I said definitively I did, better. I did. I did. Like I would say that me and I mean, if you said the Packers were better, so yeah, four or five. Because I think I we're gonna find out a lot more about this team and the Packers in Week One. Like we're yeah. we're gonna find. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers comes out and throws for five hundred yards on acid or whatever he's taking these days, um, <laughs> just Percocets. I would love I see to see. Say- I see Lucky. He's in the upper deck. I would love to say that week one will tell us a lot, but the Packers got blown out last year in week one, like 38 to seven. That was a weird game, though. They were in like Jacksonville or whatever. And then they went on to be like (laughs) 12 and three the rest of the year. So at the same time, though, I think we can learn that it'll be good to see like, okay, the Vikings, can they hang with this team who's been number one in the the NFC for the last few years? It's It's a great test early on. Um, let's see. I think, yeah, the Bucks. I'll go. The, did you say the Rams? Yeah, you said the Rams. No, you didn't say the Rams, did you? I did say the Rams. Okay, okay. Bucks, Rams. I like the Eagles. The Eagles are gonna be tough, man. That week two game that could get ugly. And I'll just put the Packers in there just because they've won thirteen games in each of the last three years. I can't to be the man. You gotta be. Yeah. The man. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. But, but right, I'm saying right now, heading into week one, I'd still, until they beat them, yeah, I, I would say the Packers are better. Matt, Matt LaFleur deserves a lot of credit. I don't think he does get a lot of credit, but the Packers have taken that extra step with extra step with him there. Um, so what do you think remains the biggest question mark on the Vikings roster heading into week one? Are you, uh, how about the secondary? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to tell what's a question mark and what's not because the starters didn't play. But the secondary, I mean, Andrew Booth Jr. is already hurt. Uh, yeah. Caleb Evans is probably a year or two away from maybe yeah. playing. Yeah. Um, Chris Boyd. Peterson is old. He got Chris Boyd. <laughs> played very well this preseason. Again, just and, and Amir, out. And so did Amir Smith-Marset. Look, look we're back. <laughs> yeah. Amir Smith Marset is going to roast Chris Boyd in week 18. Oh, wow. Like, it's Twitter will melt. For the playoffs. For the playoffs. They'll somehow both be in there. We'll be like, how did this happen? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, what is Andrew Booth's status? Like, I, I don't know. I, <sighs> I guess I would say so. And I mean, there are other areas like the pass rush where. Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith, like if they get hurt, but you at least have them at some point. Like I don't see a game changer in the secondary right now. Even like Lewis seen, like he's not starting. Like I can buy fine, yeah. but yeah. Lewis seen should already be starting over him. So 
I don't know. Yeah, and maybe. maybe there's some bigger plan with Lewis seen to use him as a slinebacker or something, yeah. but um, I'd still put offensive line in there. I know that we feel like it's patched up and, and stuff. Um, and Ed Ingram beat out Jesse Davis, who just got traded for a 20, 25 pick. So I don't know how great of an accomplishment that was that he beat out Jesse Davis for that job. He did beat out Chris Reed though, too, I believe. Um, you can say that. And people are just automatically assuming, okay, Ed Ingram's in there. So the right guard set, they're fine. Um, I don't think that's the case. He's still a rookie. So we gotta we gotta he's gonna have some hiccups for sure. Um Garrett Bradbury, he's still there. I don't care if he gained twenty pounds or whatever, he's still gonna get run over by Kenny Clark in week one, probably. Um and tight ends, because if Irv Smith Jr. isn't there, who is? Right. Uh Ellison? Munt. Yeah, Johnny Munt. I don't this I think the the lack of depth be, depth behind Irv Smith just proves to you that tight ends are really just not going to be a factor in this new offensive scheme really at all other than him. So, but yeah, I would still like offensive line until they make some strides. I am not about the like I know Spielman's gone or whatever, but I still have to be have concerns. And uh, as good as Greg Joseph was this summer, I'm a Vikings fan, so I got to be like, I'm still concerned about the kicker. Like, that's great that he did well in the preseason, but kicking is still a concern, especially because Brian Wright, he's he's going to be the holder now. And there were some rumors that he had a little bit of struggles, but he's done fine so far. Um, But yeah, what happens when it's it's the Cardinal situation last year where he's got to can have a game winner on the line and misses it. So still still concerned about the kicker. Probably will always be concerned about the kicker as long as I continue to root for the Vikings. Um, is this roster better than last year's? <sighs> it's the same as last year's in a lot of ways, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know. There, there's different. I, I, I guess they just punted on the entire 2021 draft class. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, in their minds. So yeah. I don't know. I I'm really interested to see the big reveal in week one. I, I, I think we're going to, we might not know everything, but we'll know a lot more and kind of what they're planning with some of these guys. Cause I think that's the big thing right now. I feel like I'm starting to look forward more to, to week two on the road against the Eagles. I feel like we'll find out probably a lot more. In that game, because it'll be on the road. It'll be it's it's Monday night, right? Yep. It's yeah, it's like a doubleheader or something. Um, so I'm starting to look at that game and be like, I think we're gonna find out a lot more because they they've played well against the Packers for the most part at, at home in US Bank Stadium. They'll like they lost in 2020. There was no fans there. Um, other than that, their only loss was 2018, I believe. Um, in prime time. Or no, it was 2019 as well because Dalvin Cook was hurt and that was when Mike Boone came in. So they've done all right. Um, or maybe that was the loss. I think, yeah, okay. I think they've only lost twice at home to the Packers and one of them was 2020. So they've played pretty well against the Packers in U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, is it better? It's healthier. I'll say that because no one has played in the yeah. preseason. And 
So already, they've got a, a better shot, but see what happens when they start playing, see how they can be. Uh, at this moment, what do you think the ceiling and floor is for the Vikings next season in terms of wins? Seven to ten wins. Ten? That's the most? Maybe 11. I don't know. I could see this team winning 12 games. Okay. okay. Like, you know, I mean, I, I kind of said it as a joke because that's what everybody says, right? But, I mean, if things gel together, if they stay healthy, if their weaknesses don't turn out to be anything, I could see them winning tw- 11, 12 games. It's a bit of a difficult schedule. But, um, yeah, I could see things. I, I would be shocked if they went out and, like, just lost – like if they only won six games or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it'll either be the players were wrong and looking for a scapegoat in Mike Zimmer or the players were right. And Kevin O'Connell's the best thing since sliced bread or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how they're going to survive without Sean Mannion or Amir Smith, Marset or Armin Watts, but they'll have to, it's a weird Power through Twitter, man. <laughs> with Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and uh, Daniel Hunter and Harrison Smith. Hopefully they'll be able to get some wins this year. I would go. Let's see. Floor. Uh, I'll go six because if Kirk Cousins gets hurt. It's over. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not good. Uh, ceiling. I don't. If they get good, if they go on a run, like there's, I don't, there isn't a team in the NFC where you're like, oh, they're they're gonna be like, there's no Bills in the NFC, like, there's no Chiefs in the NFC. I feel like the Rams won the Super Bowl, but Matthew Stafford is still questionable. Um, I'd go thirteen. Um, thirteen. Wow. Yeah, I could see, I could see them just randomly going on because you look at. I look back at when when the Packers got Matt Lafleur, and and they were kind of they were they were okay with Mike McCarthy. They get Lafleur in there, they shoot up to thirteen wins, number one seed in the NFC. So I'm not saying this is definitively going to happen, but I could I can see a scenario where it does. But like like I said, if Kirk Cousins gets hurt, I can see them winning six games as well. So I. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm very curious about this season. I'm excited about it for many different reasons, good and bad. So we will see what happens. But that is all for today. Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And before I leave, also, we're giving away a Justin Jefferson jersey. Head to this description in this video to enter the contest. We'll be posting it on Facebook and Twitter as well. Contest ends on September 30th, I believe. Uh, So enter that and try and win a Justin Jefferson jersey. Uh, But we will be back next week. So until then, Chris and I will talk to you later.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.